Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Uh, Milan Lucic, a Memorial Cup uh, champion with the Vancouver Giants in his third season with the Edmonton Oilers. This is Oilers Now. It's 105 in Edmonton. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Trusted by 630Ched, visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and much more at digitex.ca. In this hour, uh, we will get to some of your texts on our West Lock Forward text line. We'll hear from Ian Herbers. He's back coaching the University of Alberta. In fact, he's got a, one of our next guests, uh, former players, uh, Grayson Polinchuk, now playing at the U of A. Spent the last few seasons with the Red Deer Rebels, who a couple of years ago hosted the Memorial Cup. And uh, we're going to head off to a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline at this time, and we are joined by... Uh, uh, owner, general manager, head coach, and a, a former uh, excellent NHL player as well, Brent Sutter. Brent, it's Bob Stoffer. How you doing? I'm good, Robert. Thank uh, you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, so uh, you guys are in town tonight, uh, home and home. You get the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, we had Kurt Hill on yesterday and Brad Lauer on Tuesday, and they're sort of part of a new regime. Uh and they got a lot of, you know, five first-round picks over the last three years. Now, not all of them are in. Uh, but you guys have gone through a, a – a, did you go through a bit of a rebuild last year after hosting the Memorial Cup and, you know, unloading some prospects so a way to get the likes of uh, Jake DeBrusque and Luke Phillip at that time? Well, I think at the end of the day we kind of went through um, a situation here where, you know, we're year two we knew we were going to have to come out of the host in the Men Cup have to make some changes then. Uh, but we had an older group of forwards last year and we had such an awful start to our season and uh, and we had some real good young players that played well through training camp, 16-year-olds that we thought if we get them back and have good years uh, you know, that it would be the best for them and they're developing and we'd ride the wave with the older guys but we had a bad start and I made changes before Christmas and uh and we brought all the 16-year-olds back, so they got a half a year behind them now. And, uh, but to be truthful, uh, about it, this year is the year that we thought we'd be the youngest that we probably, well, we are since I've been here, uh, the youngest team that I've coached here. We're going to have 13, uh, 16, 17-year-olds on our team this year. And uh, it's just the way, kind of how, it, you know, 
revolves with hosting that um, and cup, and you know now we're now we're at that stage where we're going to be a real young team, and we'll build around these guys. We won't have a 19-year-old forward on our team, uh, which I am as a general manager and coach, I'm perfectly fine with. We we knew coming in this is what it was going to be like, and we're going to go with it. So all of the guys, I mean, you had uh, Mason McCarty was a 20. He's obviously gone. Reese Johnson uh, not in the mix as well. Polinchek's at the U of A. Uh, Christian Reichel, uh, that's uh, Robert Reichel's son, he's moved on as well? Yes. Well, Reese Johnson is actually back this year. Oh, yeah. He's one of your 20s. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's actually our team captain. Okay. Uh, and what about Hagel? The other guy's gone. What about Brandon Hagel? Is he off to the HL? We got Brandon back from Montreal just this week. Okay. Uh, so he's, he's back. Uh, uh, he'll be a 20-year-old for us this year, too. So, And we got Alexia back yesterday from Washington, who was their first-round pick. And, uh, so he's back. So we got everybody back that uh, that you know that we were hoping we'd get back at some point. Yet at the same time, you're hoping they do well and maybe stick. But, uh, you know, we're fortunate we get, you know, some elite-level players back. Uh, we're joined by Brent Sutter, owner, general manager, head coach of the Red Deer Rebels. I think Cam, we had Cam Moon on yesterday as well, and I think he said you could draw some Bartos back. So Alexia and Bartos are a couple of your better puck-moving defensemen, so that'll help you out there. Brent, first, just as, just as an aside, we've been in Red Deer, I've been in Red Deer like four times over the last uh, uh, month a month or so. We did an event uh, with Terry Lowen uh, for the Children's Advocacy Center. Uh, the yeah. Battle of Alberta was a great two-night event. I got to tell you, I was a little, and I, I'd always heard this from guys like, you know, Greg McConkey and Cam Moon. Greg used to work for you a number of years ago. But like, they used to tell me, Bob, like, th- this is a really unique market. Uh, you're, in a, you're in a pretty good spot there from a hockey perspective, aren't you? Just because of the support you get. I mean, we say that about all communities, but <laughs> in, in a polite way, what I'm saying is there's some deep heeled uh, folks, uh, deep pocketed folks in Red Deer that are willing to support hockey in that market, aren't they? Well, they certainly are, and they're 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 obviously uh, great supporters of of Rebels hockey and and our program. Um, you know, it's what's unique about Red Deer is the fact that it's uh, it's a city that's a hundred thousand people, and, um, but everybody gets behind. It wouldn't matter whether it's a hockey event or you know we got the Canadian Winter Games coming in February. We got the National Finals Rodeo coming in at the end of October. Um, you know, all these events that, that do come to Red Deer, they're very well supported, and the volunteer help and all these events are amazing. It just speaks volumes of the community that Red Deer and Central Alberta is. And, you know, Red Deer is obviously a city that's a central location. It's between two major uh, cities like Calgary and Edmonton that have great markets and uh, for, you know, professional hockey and obviously major junior hockey and, you know, other events that happen to go on in there. Their cities and and with Red Deer uh, and with the demand that the people want here as far as events coming to our city and they put the time and effort in to help and it is a phenomenal place to live. It's a phenomenal place to uh, to to have events come in and they certainly do an outstanding job of supporting major junior hockey here. He's been the head coach of the Red Deer Rebels for 13 seasons. Spent five years in the NHL, two with New Jersey, three with uh, Calgary. There are. I, I, 
do you think it's 50-50 in terms of the, the fan interest in Red Deer? Or do you think there's, I mean, you coach the Flames and, you're, you know, your brother was uh, GM and coach at times. Uh, so the Sutter family is closely linked to Calgary, but we've got Dwayne Sutter. we got the dog now working uh, yeah. for the Oilers. Because uh, I thought when we were there at the event, there might have it might it might have been a 60-40 split with the Oilers. But uh, you, you live there. You tell me. Yeah, you know what? You're, you're probably right. I mean... There's a lot of Flames fans, but uh, there's certainly a lot of Oilers fans. And um, you know, and you, you look at uh, you look at the rookie game that the Oilers and Flames played in Red Deer on the 12th of September. Uh, you know, we had the, the Century had 7,100 people, and there's you know it was right full, and that's pretty spectacular and amazing for you know, and just the support that the city gave that game, and hopefully it's something that we can continue to do. Yes. Joined right now by uh, Brent Sutter, owner, GM, head coach of the Red Deer Rebels, Bob Stoffer, with you on Oilers Now. Uh, I got to ask you this: uh, Just you know, we 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 meet different people along the ways, and you had a guy that was your junior coach, John Chapman, and I saw him down in Calgary uh, for the first preseason game. And he, you talk about guys that are bigger than life personalities. <laughs> He's a big personality, isn't he? What was he like as a head coach for you? Chappie was awesome. You know, I had Chappie as the head coach when I was 15. And then again at 17 years of age when we won the Centennial Cup with the wrestlers and Red Deer. And, uh, and then he went on to be the head coach in Lethbridge and half our team went went there with him. And so I had Chappie for, you know, three, three plus years, three and a half years as a head coach. And, um, you know, Chappie was, he was, he was a hard ass, but he was also a guy that was, uh, you know, he taught me a lot about the game and how to how to play without the puck. Uh, he, you know, back in the game, obviously there was there was a lot of you know a lot of scoring involved, but um, but he he taught me the right way to play, and uh, and I learned a tremendous amount from Chappie. Uh, you know, I played obviously in national hockey for some great coaches over the 18 years, and I had a great opportunity to learn from all of them. But he was kind of the start of a really teaching myself the proper way to play 
and uh, Annie's a very, very good friend, uh, a very close friend. And you know, it's he's gone through some tough times, obviously losing Jan here a few years ago, and um, you know, and his wife. And so, you know, but we've stayed very close and stayed connected through the years. And I see Chappie a lot. Uh, he's an awesome man, and he loves spending time in the NHL rinks. And uh, and he's been, a, you know, he's been working with Philadelphia forever now. Yeah. He's been a big part of their program as far as the scouting side of it. And him and Bobby Clark and Paul Holmgren and Ron Hextel are all very close. So, um, Chappie's a great man. I'm proud to say that he's a great friend and uh, he's like a father to me. All right. Hey, look, we got to do this. I mean, you, you said he used, you used the term hard ass, and your Lethbridge Broncos uh, team back in the early 1980s, you had 10 guys with over 100 penalty minutes on the team that year and about four guys in the 200s. It is. And people get sometimes tired of hearing this on the show. It is such a completely different game today. Like, when you think back, um, even even to when you started being the head coach of the Rebels in the early 2000s, before you went to the NHL, it is a complete, like, does it even resemble the same game that was played even 15 years ago, let alone 35? Um, no, it isn't. Uh, it's It certainly has changed. I mean, there's obviously, you know, there's a, the whole game as far as, and I think a lot of it had to do with the red line coming out of the game. Um, there's more, you know, more emphasis on speed and playing, and that's not so much speed, but just playing fast, fast with the puck. Uh, uh, obviously, if you got fast players, it's, it's obviously beneficial, but there's still elements in the game that are were implemented when the game first started. Uh, where the game was 15 years ago and where the game is now, where it will be 100 years from now. And you still have to have players that want to compete. You still have to have players that are hardworking, driven guys that want to get better and better. And I like uh, uh, in the, in the advocacy uh, banquet that we did before the Oilers and, uh, and Flames rookie game in Red Deer, uh, Peter um, had a great, uh, great line. There's Bob Nicholson and Peter Shelley and myself and, and uh, Nuge um, were at the table just doing a hot stove thing. And Peter, I think, had a great line. And what he basically was saying that, you know, you got to be really careful with you, everybody wants speed and skill, but as you get down into the, you know, into closer to the real hard, tough games down the stretch of the season and in playoffs, you need certain elements on your team that become obviously more important at that time of year than than uh, other times. And that's guys that you know are hard guys to play against. That are because uh, it becomes a true a man's game then. And um, you know, and all the speed and skill that you get get a, get away with it maybe at different parts of the season. It becomes uh, a lot harder to play that way down the stretch and then in playoffs because everything tightens up in games. Games get go to a whole different level, right? And uh, and some of it has to do where you know certain elements of the game might. I'm not saying back, you know, back off with it, but the way penalties are called and stuff like that. But you know, it is what it is, and you know, and uh, and you still need those players. Uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of great junior players that uh, put up a lot of points in junior hockey, um, but they have a hard time to play in the National Hockey League. There's different reasons why, um, but the game certainly is certainly is faster. It certainly is skilled, uh, and you know the game might be you might say in, as far as size, it might not be 
as uh, uh, as tall as you know as it as it is, but as it used to be. But that that being said, you have a lot of six six foot three, six foot four, six foot five guys, and two hundred pounds is kind of like the, the norm now, right? Yeah. Um, but they all have to be able to play. Yeah. And uh, so you just it's, it's open the game up. You might say to smaller stature players, right? Uh, and maybe more so on the back end than ever. On defense, if they can skate and move pucks, they're you know they're certainly uh, they're certainly good players, and they can play the National Hockey now. Where just 15 years ago, it was hard to have a player like that play. Brent, I'm going to ask you about two more players. Uh, one that you coached, and one that you coach against, uh, because I think Lethbridge on paper is the strongest team in your division. I think Peter Anholt's been a pretty good talent evaluator for a long time in the Western League. Dylan Cousins, uh, Bob McKenzie has him ranked second. This is a big year for the WHL. Last year, just Ty Smith and Alexiev were the only two kids in the first round to go uh, for the Western League. This year, McKenzie's got five WHL players in the top 11. Uh, Cousins is second. He's got uh, Kirby Dock from Saskatoon ranked fifth. Uh, Byron, uh, Bowen Byram is ranked sixth, the defenseman out of Vancouver. Uh, Krebs is 11th with Kootenai, and uh, Matthew Robinson with the Oil Kings is 11th. But just a thought on Cousins, because you played the position, and you actually played in Lethbridge. Pretty good player yourself, played a long time in the NHL. Do you like the kid? Like I, I, I know you don't always want to compliment the opposition too much, but he's a hell of a player, isn't he? Oh, he's a great player. I mean, all those players you mentioned are all outstanding players, um, you know, where they're at in their age group. Uh, there's no question that they're, they're certainly elite-level players, and, um, you know, and it's just how they continue to develop now. And, and yet they certainly are ahead of the spectrum in their age group to be outstanding players. And uh, Lethbridge certainly has, you know, they certainly have a very good team, and, um, and Pete's done a great job there with the group there, and Brent Kiss, you're coaching them, and uh, they've done a great job. And But when you look back at it, uh, eventually they had to be good because they drafted extremely high there for quite yep. a few years, you know, and, uh, and eventually, you know, those top picks have to turn out to be players for you. And, uh, and those guys, you know, you look at, look at Valerie Boy there, he's an outstanding player, and yet he was a top pick in our, in our Bantam draft. And, you know, and so those players have to turn out out for you and it's just you know it's just kind of the wave and um and they're certainly at that stage where they're a very good hockey team and but you know all those players you mentioned they're they're all great players uh you know every one of them and there isn't a team out there in major junior hockey wouldn't love to have those kids on their team all right you know, but, but they're all top picks and they should be good players Brent, uh, here's 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 the curveball for you. This is a guy you used to coach. You talked about the game changing, opening up. Now this guy's a forward, not a defenseman. But you made a deal for Luke Phillip, uh, as a, and he was a twenty that year with uh, Kootenay. He was coming off a broken ankle, if I recall correctly, or he had a significant lower body injury. He played for the U of A the last two years. He was not, in my opinion, that dominant of a player in his first year. Last year, he was the best player in that league, and the Bears yeah. won. Ian Herbert, so you knew, you know Ian. Herbie, yeah. ha- Herbie's back at that program, Serge Lajoie's and Kamloops. I know there were NHL teams looking at him last year. Uh, do you think with the way the game's going that he, he'd maybe have a chance as a, as a just because of the, t- you know, he's got some skill or is he just, you know, what do you think? You know, he really developed into where he, when he first came to the league, you could tell he had the hockey sets and he had the skill sets. It was just getting quicker and stronger and 
you know, he did that. And the year that we traded for him, the year we hosted the Mem Cup, uh, Jeff and I talked about it. It was Jeff Schnell, who was their GM. We talked about it earlier on in the in the winter, and uh, um, and then we got close to a to a deal, but then he broke his ankle, yeah. and uh, and we ended up uh, doing the deal later on, just right when he got cleared to go ahead and start participating in practices and stuff like that. But I didn't think Luke got back that year to the level that he was at the year before. Right. And and that's no, that's nothing against Luke. That's just what that injury did to him. And uh, But he was still a very good player for us. He's a great leader, great in the dressing room. Um, but, there, I, you know, I, I know he can be a different level of player than what he played at our, with us just simply because of his injury. Yeah. And yet when he left and he went to the, went to the CIS, uh, obviously, to Edmonton, he'd, uh, you know, you knew he was going to be really get back his game. Just he's a driven guy, um, you know, just an awesome young man. And, you know, when he worked at it, and, and yeah, he may not been where, you know, where he probably would have liked to be his first year, but you look at the year he had last year, um, he, you know, it's just he got himself back to the level he was when he was, uh, before he got hurt, Major Junior and beyond that. And, um, you know, and I, I truly believe players like that, there's spots for them in the game now. And, yeah. you know, and you look at the universities and CISs now, you know, every, everybody kind of develops at different different rates and at different stages. And those players that get a chance to move on there and continue to play at that type of level, which it's a great, great league now. And, uh, and it's all a lot of the ex-major junior players that are getting their degree and at the same time playing at a high level hockey um there's players there that can play pro hockey and you, that's why you see players now when they, they might get their degree done yet they still want to play and they're going over to play in europe yeah um you know whether it's in first or second division over there and it's because they developed and that's where they're at as players now but a kid like a kid like luke um absolutely i truly believe that he can play pro hockey uh you know if if he continues to do what he's doing get better but he's just a He's just an awesome young man, and he's very driven. And he just has the knack. He's a hockey player. Like he just, he's smart. He's intelligent. He knows how to play the game. Um, so wherever you know where he went last year, it wasn't a surprise to me at all. And everyone I talked to said that he was phenomenal um, with his year last year and how he played. And I was. Obviously well, he was the player of the year in their league, so there you have it. Hey, Brent, I know you got to head up here, so uh, we'll cut you loose, but thanks for your time, and we'll do this down the road. Uh, yeah. b- best of luck with things this season. We'll touch base, okay? Yeah, you bet. Thanks, bud. You bet. That's Brent. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Sutter, he is the general manager, head coach of the Red Deer Rebels in town tonight at Rogers Place. We'll take a quick timeout. This is orders now. Welcome back, everybody. 128 in Edmonton. Uh, this text comes in from Epstein's mother in our Westlock 4 text line. Bob, of the guys that the Oilers uh, cut yesterday, who surprised you the most that was sent down? Uh, I thought we might see one more game for Tyler Benson and Caleb Jones. That said, uh, the Bakersfield entourage headed down south today. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Ian Herbers coming up next here on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.